It was a bright, sunny day in April, in a town that was just like any other. Nora, perched on her newly purchased robin's egg blue gardening knee pad, tending to her strawberry and tomato beds that traced along the front of the house, facing due east. Her modest three-bedroom split level was situated in the very center of the cul-de-sac, giving her more green space than any of her neighbors. The pride she had for her backyard, which touched the edge of the woods, grew stronger with each passing week. A first-time homeowner of only four months, she searched long for a property in her price range that offered enough land to allow her to create her dream garden. She had to outbid a young couple by $9,000, but it was worth it. Only problem was, she never had any plants of her own before. But no matter. She was determined that homeowning and gardening were two skills she was destined to master. Her friend Tanya had given her a Gardening for Dummies book as a housewarming present, offering, Here, since you're a dummy. But you'll look so cute with those gloves and a big floppy hat. The book did not mention the requirement of a big floppy hat in creating a successful garden, but gloves were strongly recommended. Now complete with a light pink hat and green and purple floral print gloves, Nora was sure she looked the part, as much as she felt it. The book said that during the summer, strawberries and tomatoes were some of the easiest produce plants to grow. Good thing they were both a favorite of Nora's. Yeah, it's it's just gorgeous out. And the perfect day for us parents to hide Easter eggs. Wish we could invite you over for a glass of wine tonight. Hard to drink through a mask, though. Yeah, yeah, just, just a bit tricky right now. <laughs> but I'm actually not drinking right now, so I, I wouldn't be that much fun anyway. Yeah, something like that. A small white lie. While Nora might play the part of homeowner quite well, her secret doubts of her qualifications kept her from getting too close, or too honest, with any of her neighbors. But earlier that year, Nora decided to take action. Come in. Hi there, Nora. Happy New Year. Yes, uh, Happy New Year. How are you today? I'm, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm glad. My name is Dr. Chiswick, and I'll be handling your fertility case while you're with us. It's nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you, too. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you're here today? Okay, uh, well, um, I'm Nora, as you already know. I'm a child psychologist. I turned 30 last year. Congrats. Uh, sure. That's one way to put it. I, I think that's a big reason why I'm here, though. The biological clock fear? Well, kinda, yeah, but more than not wanting to wait any longer. I feel ready. I am ready. We often get an influx of patients around the new year, and so it can be hard for us to decipher that readiness from, let's say, a phase. This is definitely not a phase. I understand that. Can you speak a little more on why you now feel ready? 
Sure. Um, well, I just bought a house about a month ago. Before that, I was living in an apartment downtown, and a big reason for the move was that I'd have space to raise a family. Career-wise, I feel really solid in this job, and that I'll be supported while I'm on maternity leave. And I guess emotionally, I finally feel like I'm ready to be that mother figure I've always wanted and believed myself to be. Okay. Well, that all makes sense. Now, your intake forms show you have no partner or sperm candidate. Is that right? Yes. I thought part of this was that you'd help me find a donor. Absolutely. We can connect you with the donor base we use. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't someone in your life, possibly a close friend, who you were considering. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's just me. Okay. Do you feel supported in this decision? By your friends and family? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay, Nora. We're going to conduct a few fertility tests today, along with your standard STI checks. And for the intrauterine insemination to be as effective as possible, we'll monitor your cycle for the next two months so that we can pinpoint peak ovulation time for the procedure, which will occur in about three months. Oh, I... I didn't realize I'd have to wait that long. Well, you need some time to find your sperm candidate. What are you up to tonight? Well, I wasn't going to have sex with that bodybuilder. Oh, I thought you weren't seeing him anymore. Well, we're not seeing each other. We're just having sex. I will never understand you, Tanya. Yeah, well, get in line. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up? Well, you know, I just miss you, and I'm lonely. And it's a little scary being in that house all alone. As to why, you shouldn't have bought it. I know. Saying. And you say that all the time. Well, hopefully I won't be alone much longer. What? Who are you sleeping with? What? No, that's not what I mean. I'm I'm hopefully going to be pregnant soon. <laughs> you still there? The words Hopefully and pregnant should not be in the same sentence, especially coming out of the mouth of a single 30-year-old woman. Look, I'm not going to justify this to you again. This is what I want. I just left the fertility clinic and I feel more sure than ever. I was going to search for some sperm donor candidates tonight and wanted your help. My help, you say? I do say. And why that? Because... You have such great taste in men. That was the third lie Nora had ever told to Tanya. The first was on the day they met, which happened to be at that new hip mezcal bar in town that opened the summer before last. Nora, who spent three hours working herself up to go out alone on a Friday night, used the common socialization trick of offering compliments to people nearby in the hope of striking up a conversation. Nora did not, in fact, like Tanya's hot pink romper that she called super cute. But this won Tanya over. Fine. White or red? I'm trying not to drink, since I could be pregnant pretty soon. Why it is.
Now in quarantine, Nora was actually enjoying the solitude. The simplicity of it all. Steps to flattening the curve. Thank you, Dr. Freeman, for taking time out of your unbelievably busy schedule to talk to us. We salute you and all healthcare workers nationwide during this time. Well, it is a beautiful 67 degrees as we gear up for Easter Sunday, though this year we know will be unlike any we've had before. Here to talk tips and tricks for making this holiday just as special and as normal as possible for your kids, here is Instagram. Uh, hey there, uh, future parents. <laughs> and, uh, my name is, uh, wait, I'm not supposed to tell you that. Ah, I'm donor um, ah, 73846. That's me, Mr. 73846. Uh, and I hope to be your sperm donor. A um, little about me. I'm a Pisces. A, uh, the first time Nora heard Mr. 73846's voice, she knew fall. immediately. So, you know, I, he was the sperm just, uh, she'd been looking for. Just all around, Not really just due to guy. his sexy voice, uh, was which we all can attest to favoring, to but the kindness and, and care he exuded. Uh, I'm a nurse. And yes, you heard that right. Not a doctor, but a nurse. I feel I can make more of a difference and truly brighten someone's day. And, and a Pisces? Someone who needs it the well, most winner, with my winner, job. chicken dinner. I work in oncology, uh, so I see people at their most pained. Even Tanya approved. Hopeless. But Nora knows that's largely due to his enticing and vocal cords and voice box. And that he clearly a has a huge on someone's dick. face to offer words of comfort or maybe sometimes wisdom. To a sick patient is ever since Nora was officially approved for intrauterine insemination via Mr. 73846's sperm, is to help granted exactly 29 days ago, but I guess she has played his audio clip each and every day as a way to allow her uterus to familiarize itself with his voice. All the time, she's convinced conception and pregnancy will go much smoother this way. Given the owner of the sperm will be absent for I thought I'd perform a little ditty for. Whoever is listening to this. Uh. She's got a smile that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories. Everything is fresh as a bright blue sky. I'm actually okay. How are you, Dr. Chizik? I'm alright. We're all trying to hang in there. Yeah, day by day, it seems. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for taking my call on a Saturday. I wanted to check in about the email I just got. Sure. What do you want to go over? I know offices are trying to go touchless, understandably so, so I went online yesterday to fill out all the final consent forms and pre-register for our appointment on Tuesday, and it wouldn't let me. 
So I emailed someone and I received an automated response that my appointment wasn't in the system. So I, I'm kind of confused about that. Oh no, Nora, I'm so sorry. Oh gosh, uh, there must have been a mistake. <laughs> That's what I thought, since I've had this appointment booked for over six weeks now. So I just wanted to call and check. Yes, well, uh, not a mistake about the appointment, unfortunately. That has been canceled. But you were supposed to have been notified of that weeks ago. Wait, uh, I'm sorry, are, are you saying that I will not be inseminated Tuesday morning? That is correct. Unfortunately, due to the virus, we've had to cancel all non-essential appointments. What? H how are you deciding who is essential? This procedure feels very essential to me. And I understand that, Nora, but given all that's happening, we can only see patients who are already pregnant and therefore in our care. I... I don't even know what to say. I've been waiting for this for so long. I'm really sorry, Nora. I wish I could help. Yeah. There is an option for an at-home insemination, but it can be a bit uncomfortable. Usually, a partner would administer it, but given you live alone and we're quarantined, I... How can I get one? I can have one ordered to send to you, but you'll have to pay out of pocket and... Order it. Okay. I do want to warn you, they are not as effective, and... Please order it. Okay, Nora. I will. Nora waited impatiently for nine whole days to receive her home insemination kit. And not to worry, Mr. 73846's sperm arrived with it, too. She read the instruction kit exactly six times over before deciding she'd wait until the following evening to perform the procedure. This is good. This is all good. No biggie. Just relax. Her inner voice thought. It especially kept repeating relax, that last just sentence. Relax. Just relax. Almost as a mantra, if you will. But relaxing was not a strong suit of Nora's. Nor was mantra work. Just Her three-day meditation retreat, gifted by a good-intentioned colleague, filled her with more anger than when she tripped over thin air and down the steps on a completely sober Saturday night at home, leaving her with three broken toes, a sprained wrist, and a fractured elbow. Even that night, which was designated to some much-needed R&R, felt like a performance art piece on the falsities of commercialized self-care. Who decided that bath bombs were essential for relaxation? Nevertheless, Nora tried to harness the mindfulness skills she had spent very little time cultivating to help her just relax. She knew giving herself a solid 24 hours to mentally prepare for the act of inserting a thick, cold syringe into her vagina was necessary for its success. Just relax. So, that night, Nora went to bed in what one might call a state, knowing tomorrow would be the day that would begin the rest of her life. And today's weather forecast.
And how did that make you feel? Just relax. Step one, thaw sperm at room temperature for 20 minutes. Step two, attach straw to syringe. All right. Step three, cut sealed end of straw. Step four, place newly cut end of straw into the adapter. Okay, here we go. Step five, lay down comfortably with hips elevated. Just relax. Step six, carefully insert syringe as far into vaginal canal as possible. <laughs> Step seven, inject sperm into vagina. Step eight, lay still for approximately 40 minutes. <laughs> Inside me. Oh, well, obviously not. You're probably too tense and dry. Nothing's <laughs> gonna come up there like that. You need to relax. Just relax. Jesus fucking Christ. Bit. <sighs> I'm not very good at that. <laughs> what? Masturbating? Jesus. Yes, and, well, relaxing. 
Yeah, don't I know it. Well, just use some lube. What? I, I don't have any. Okay. Well, what about that vibrator I got you? Nora, please tell me you've used it. Mm, why does that matter right now? Nora, you haven't had sex in over two years. You should be using that thing nightly. Fuck you. Listen, I'm going to spare my comments given the delicate circumstances you're facing <sighs> here and suggest you really try to use that vibrator tonight. Just give it the old college try. And the old college try did she give. <sighs> the second of three lies Nora ever told to Tanya was regarding her sexual history. Nora had only had one sexual partner, whom she dated in and post-college. They had penetrative intercourse quite regularly, which she never enjoyed, nay, truly dreaded. She would have considered herself to be asexual if not for the rare and highly coveted oral sex she received from this partner. They broke up when Nora was 25, and therefore she had not had sex in five years. Tanya's belief of Nora's having sex two years ago stems from the night of her 28th birthday. She convinced herself she could have a one-night stand with the attractive man who was flirting with her at the bar. But as he began to insert himself, the pain she previously experienced during intercourse came back tenfold, and she asked him to stop and quickly left his apartment. She decided then that her longing to be a mother would not be curtailed from her lack of wanting a sexual partner. She yearned for a child, for she knew she would be a wonderful mother. While she secretly hoped for a girl, she would be happy to simply have a baby, no matter who the child was. She pictured herself painting the nursery a pale olive green, for she would instill the importance of nature and gardening from infancy. Gardening would be their mother-child bonding hobby. She planned to plant rose bushes with her child, one new rose bush every year. Together, they would create a family of rose bushes. As Nora pleasured herself, she pictured herself pregnant in a white flowy gown, laying on the grass beside her rose bushes. She cradled a beautiful child in each arm, who listened to her singing a soft lullaby. Mommy's got you. Mommy's right here. Oh, sweet child of mine. It's okay, baby. Oh, no. 
Nora shot up wildly, knocking over the insemination kit, only to find herself exactly where she had fallen asleep, on the floor of her bathroom, cradling the syringe and vibrator, one in each arm. She felt a wetness under her thigh and looked down in horror to see the rest of Mr. 73846's dethawed sperm splattered on the floor. The next few days were like a blur. We'll be seeing some rain today. And can you tell me more about that? a beautiful day ahead of us and what did you feel when he said that cute little kid my friend from college just adopted. She'll be here in two weeks. Online baby clothes shopping date tonight?
This is the American Adoption Agency. Can you please hold? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Thank you for holding. How can I help you today? If you've enjoyed letting theater of the electric mouth invade your mind with Plan C, please consider subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you're currently experiencing this. And hey, while you're at it, be sure to leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Plan C was written and directed by me, Molly Shana Cohen, and sound designed by Lauren Creel. It features the voice talents of Samantha Turret, Ellen Lacer, Salika Khan, Admiral Gray, Corey Ringdahl, Kara Dodge, and Lauren Creel. Call Waiting Music was composed by The Mysterious Mac, and the Sperm Donor Song was performed by Matthew Papora. Theater of the Electric Mouth is a global theater collective dedicated to titillating your minds through your ears with absurd and literary audio dramas. And in case you forgot, Pisces, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Until next time.